It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're gonna learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. And I am excited to share with you the very next chapter of Sell Your Passion. And this, I will say, is by far the most popular chapter. Actually, we have a free download of it on our website at elaineskitchentable.com. And I cannot wait to tell you more. But before we go on, I just wanted to ask you if, if you are a business owner, you probably have those moments where you're like, okay, I'm at a crossroads, I don't know where to go. Well, then you do not want to miss this chapter because it is called Be a Triple Threat. One of my favorite quotes is from Maya Angelou, and it says, success is like is liking who you are, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. I so love that quote. I'm gonna say it again. Success is liking who you are, liking what you do and liking how you do it. So let's start. Be a triple threat. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, my husband all uh, my husband often says life is like sports. This is the moment where I will let him say I told you so or even better, I I think he would appreciate it even more if I said, "Honey, you are right." Can you hear that? It's actually recorded. I actually said, honey, you are right. He always jokes around with me saying, hey, wait, let me record that. Well, it's just recorded right now. I did marry the smartest and kindest man that I know. So early on in my teaching career, I had the privilege of being a grade seven boys basketball coach. Yes, little, a brand new 24-year-old me. I was just assigned to my first ever kindergarten class of 24 five-year-olds and also that same September I was told that I had to coach the grade 7 boys basketball team a group of 22 12 year old boys I was terrified I did not know which to be more afraid of the kindergartners or this, this group of 22 uh, tween boys that I had to coach now both opportunities yanked me right out of my comfort zone both taught me survival skills both introduced me to my love for coffee and Tylenol, <laughs> but not at the same time. Actually, I did do it at the same time. Uh, both inspired me to research and develop my newfound skill sets, and both imparted on me incredible lessons that I now implement in life, in business, and in sales. I quickly learned that each group spoke in a different language. I had to shift gears throughout the day when I saw each group. And I also had to use a different tone of voice. I had a high-pitched bubbly voice with my kindergartners and a happy, firm tone that I had to use with my basketball team. To be successful with each group, I had to have a confident, caring persona, one that would let them know that I was in charge and that I was in control, even though sometimes I had no idea what I was doing. 
This was the best training for integrity uh, and ingenuity. This was preparing me for the many hats that I would have to wear as an entrepreneur and it also laid the foundation for some very serious sales mastery. I had coached, so I coached the grade seven boys basketball team for five years. I did not know how to play basketball. My principal told me that I had to since I was a new teacher and I had to coach the grade seven boys basketball team because if I didn't, there would not be a team at all. So of course I would do it. And did I ever mention that I love teaching and I love the kids that I'm absolutely honored and blessed to be around, so of course I would do it. When the boys kept asking me what position they would be playing and what plays they would be doing, I quickly learned all I could about basketball from boring videos from the local library and reading books. This was before Google <laughs> and I still did not know how to play basketball or perform a layup for the life of me, but I could speak the language and I could plan strategic plays that would cause my team to win game after game. I quickly discovered that the point guard would could pick and roll and drive the ball up the post and alley-oop. Yep. <laughs> I implemented what I learned, created three power plays, and my team of 22 boys won the district finals that first year. Yeah, that's right, we won the championships. May I add that I was the only female boys basketball coach in the district finals that year? Mm-hmm. So I learned that I had, to, I had to sell my genuine passion for wanting the boys to do well, and that I was in it with all of my heart. You see, kids are amazingly intuitive. If they know that you don't wanna be there, that you don't want, well, they are very intuitive because if they know that you don't want to be there, they also don't want to be there. And this goes for the same in classrooms. And I have the honor of um, doing workshops and speaking to new teachers. And I really remind them that if you don't want to be there that day, your kids will know it and they will feel it. And then they will also exemplify that same attitude that they don't want to be there because you don't care enough to be there. So I knew that. I was in it with all my heart for these boys. My team knew that I wanted to be there for each and every practice and for each and every game. They knew that I was so proud of them and that I wanted them to try their very best and have fun. But they also knew that I was competitive, that they, they knew that I wanted our team to win. So my passion translated into the boys wanting to do their best and to sell their skills to any team we played. That is uh, contagious passion. I will touch more on selling contagiously in chapter seven, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you have that passion, it's contagious, and that is gonna help you sell what you offer, whether it's a product or service, you're gonna sell it contagiously and effortlessly. Our customers and clients are the same. They're very intuitive. They know if you are fully in. They know if you believe in what you are offering. And if they sense that you aren't, or if you don't, they will leave you. So important. So it is true that everything you that you need to know in life, 
you learned in kindergarten. How, how to share, how to take turns, how to wash your hands often, how to flush the toilet, how to ask before taking something, and to put things back where you got them, and so on. All necessary survival skills for our social world that we live in. Well, basketball teaches teamwork, how to work on and build how to work on and build on personal and group strengths and weaknesses. How to pick yourself up and keep moving forward even when the odds are against you. How to win each each game, I'm going to say, or how to win with grace and humility and how to show sportsmanship honorably when when the win does not happen. Now, the skills of training and sportsmanship also transfer into the professional and business worlds as well. The basketball skills that demonstrates and best describes the character and charm of an incredibly successful business owner and entrepreneur is what I call triple triple threat. So triple threat. Triple threat means that you are in a comfortable stance where you get a moment to think about what you are going to do. And you have three options, to shoot, to pass, or to drive it forward. Now let's break it down and compare how each of these moves makes you ready to sell at your best. At one point, you will find that you have a choice to make, to go for the close and sell it, to pass on the opportunity or pass the opportunity to someone else for now, or to drive it forward to do your very best no matter the outcome. What's funny is I've had so many people tell me that this is their favorite chapter in my book called Sell Your Passion. And so many people have said, why aren't you telling everybody this? Well, I kind of am. It's in a book. But so I just wanted to point this out that as I'm reading this, I just remember people are like, oh my gosh, why aren't you telling this to everyone? Well, keep listening. So the triple threat position. This triple threat position is not a passive stance at all, right? When we think of people just standing there, when you are in triple threat stance, it is an absolutely active stance. This is when you are in a position to make a potential sale where you are actively thinking, researching, comparing, and forecasting. This is when you are about to make every impactful decision that will decide how a possible successful sale will close and when. Basketball is a fast moving game and it is a it is so powerful to see how fast the pro M, uh, NBA player handles their triple threat positions. They make quick decisions because they already know and can predict their teammates moves and if they are really good they can predict their opponents moves too. So. In the minor leagues and in grade seven basketball, the, tr- the triple threat stance is more deliberate. It's more evident and methodical. You can actually see the thinking happening, the eyes darting as the player searches for someone to pass to, or a clear path to drive forward, or an opening to make a clear shot. In business, we start off like the grade seven player. And as we get more and more experience, we begin to have a faster reaction time during our triple threat stances and make quicker and smarter decisions. Now, being in a triple threat position is the moment that you take the sale 
conversation and decide whether you are going to go in for the close and shoot. Or you realize that this client doesn't have the same core values and you would rather, um, you kind of see that it's not the right fit for you, so you pass on this deal. Or you discover that there is great potential with this possible client and you are going to do your best to develop that relationship and drive it forward because you can see that it is going to result in a sale. So when you study the posture of a professional in the triple threat position, this is what you want to mirror. He leans in with his strongest foot forward. He's ready to move quickly and confidently. Just as in business, we can ruin a good opportunity if we start off with a weak, with a weak idea or a bad product or if we start too soon. I was once too eager to get my products in a very large uh, national retailer. I was not ready. My manufacturing was not secure and the product was an imperfect first run with a new manufacturer. The product did well and became a bestseller instantly, but I could not properly fulfill a reorder and then I lost that shelf space for that account. That was a weak foot that I le leapt off of and it ended up making me fall. So I ended up falling and I learned very quickly that the only thing better than an order is a reorder. So the professional has his knees bent, a straight back, heads up, eyes looking forward at where he's going to go next. Likewise, in business, we need to have our, our head up seeing what competitors are up to, what the trends are, what is coming up against us, and who is around us that we can possibly work with, collaborate with, or sell to. The major benefit with the triple threat is to protect the ball and to review the options available. So in business, it forces you to stop and think to look at for opportunities to calm, our, calm ourselves down and to find the target. It is a chance to think about what our next move is and to exhibit patience. You want to be comfortable so that you can move in any position. Now let's talk about sales specifically. So driving it forward. Now, because you are in a triple, th uh, triple threat position, you were able to spot a possible new prospect. You know that all good business begins with establishing a relationship. Like in dating, we have to get to know the other person. So we have to get to know this other business. And on the one hand, your potential client or customer wants to know your story, your core values, and why you do what you do. They want to know about the product, the service, or the service that you have to offer them. Because remember, dating is a two-way street, right? So on the other hand, and the more important hand, the potential customer wants to know what is in it for them. They want to know what problem you are going to solve in their lives. How are you going to make their lives better or easier? How are you going to save them money? or make them money. So when you are taking time to build a rapport with your customers or potential customer, this is when you can truly help them. This is where your passion will shine through your service, shine through your product, 
and through the solution that you are going to provide them because you are truly hearing what their need is. Effectively listening with your potential, sorry, effectively listening to your potential client may even require you to show them what the real problem is, what their real problem is, and hopefully this is one that you can solve. What I mean here is that I have to listen to people. I have to listen to them share about things that are going on in their lives, how exhausted they are in their mornings, how exasperated they are with yelling at their kids, frustrated with being tuned out, drained from meltdowns, and kids not doing what they're supposed to be doing, uh, and tired, they're just tired of nagging and repeating themselves over and over. They think that their problem is their kids and that their kids won't listen. Indeed, but the number one question that I get asked is how do I get my kids to listen and do the things they're supposed to do? Well, uh, being ready in my triple threat position, I am on my strong foot, ready to push off and help them. Being ready means I have already done the research, that I know the solution and the rebuttals and the possible alternatives and competitors. I hear what they are saying about their problem. I hear and I hear the solutions that they have already tried in vain. Then I share back what I have heard so that they know that they've been listened to and are understood. I continue by sharing that their solutions have been trying to do what they have been trying to do isn't working because they are not dealing with the true problem. The true problem is not that their kids won't listen to them. Rather, we want to solve the problem of how to get their kids to do what they're supposed to do. And I share with them that studies will show that 80% of a child's learning is actually visual. The reality is that a very low percentage of children actually learn from just auditory learning alone. Now we can begin to understand why talking ourselves blue in the face does not make things better and move on to more effective solutions. Bottom line, your potential buyer, your client, investor wants to know that this relationship with you is going to benefit them. When you have established the following checklist, which I'm going to tell you what it is in a moment, you can move forward and build a healthy relationship with this person, this group, this company, knowing that it will result in the close of a sale and most likely a referral to another one. So this checklist box consists of driving it forward, right? And so what are the three things that need to happen for you to know that yes, I'm gonna do three checks on these three boxes and I will know for sure if I can check all three boxes, we can drive it forward. Number one, they have a problem that you can solve with your service or product. If you can say yes, that's great. Number two, they fit your customer avatar or profile. Absolutely, so check yes, move on. The third one and last one is you actually want to work with them. If you can check yes to all three, this is for sure going to be a, a, a sale. In Kevin O'Leary's book called Cold Heart Truth, on family, kids, and money. I share about how important people's relationships are. I shared that I would always bake cookies to bring to orders that I delivered. And this is when I was first starting out and 
And if I could still do it, I absolutely would. And I sometimes still do. For me, driving it forward is about building relationships and not just about closing the deal. Some of my first retailers still talk about how I am the only vendor that they ever met that brings them homemade cookies and that they will always remember that. And Kevin O'Leary jokes that although it works for me, he will, you will never see him uh, bringing fresh baked cookies to any business meeting. But I do that because that is who I am. So driving it forward is about being confident. Confident enough to pursue the sale with poise and with grace. Confident, confidence is the ability to move forward with certainty. Not in the pending outcome or in or the present circumstance, but certainty in yourself. Certainty in your product or service and in your passion and in your beliefs. I knew that I had a proven product with Easy Daisies and I was still surprised. Actually, I'm still I was still surprised when several retailers told me that I should take Easy Daisies to that investor show called Dragon's Den. It was after a toy um, toy trade show where one retailer asked me if I could sell her 8,000 units. Now, I knew that it took me a, a year to make 8,000 units off my kitchen table, but I did not want to say no, so she took me by the hand and she said to me, you need to get off the kitchen table and you need to go on that show called Dragon's Den. Now, after when I flew home from the trade show, my husband was probably on the computer and he turned to me and said, Elaine, Dragon's Den auditions are here in town on Saturday. It was Thursday when he said this and I knew it was an hour never moment. So I only told my in-laws and my parents that I was going to pitch on Dragon's Den. And even though I had just spent four days pitching my product to retailers, I uh, was still incredibly nervous, but I knew that I would have to pitch slightly differently actually a lot differently. I knew that I had to nail it in the first 60 seconds or 45 seconds and that those first 45 seconds I would have to captivate my investors and tell them how it was going to make them money. I had to sell Easy Daisies like I had never sold Easy Daisies before and I had the next 48 hours to practice and I fine-tuned over and over what I would say. I also had to know my numbers my projections for the next year, next three years, and next five years, I knew I had to be able to answer any question thrown at me on the spot. And I'm very honored now that um, I do consultations and you can find that on elaineskitchentable.com. And so far, I'm so excited to share that I'm 100% on uh, people that I have worked with, that they have um, had successful pitches on the den so that is so exciting I'm so happy for each of those businesses I also knew the importance of the the story behind easy daisies I often share that when I am on stage talking about marketing and selling the most important deciding difference I'm gonna say that about your company your product or your service is the story behind it that's what's gonna set you apart you are the only one with that story there may be all kinds of tires, shoes, baby diapers, uh, lipsticks, lip glasses, pasta sauces, but what separates you from the rest is your story of how and why you sell 
what you sell. I was nervous as a startup business, but I knew that this was my opportunity to drive it forward. Now, if you would like to know more about how my little family and I auditioned um, and got a call back to fl and then we flew out to Toronto to film our pitch in front of the five dragons and how we incited a bidding war between all five investors and how we secured both Kevin O'Leary and Jim True Living to be our partners, please check out my podcast site. Uh, it's called elaineskitchentable.com and I talk about it on episodes 11, 12, and 13. Now, driving it forward means going for it. Knowing confidently who you want to sell to and going boldly for that close with full-on gumption. Now, realize that it's okay to stumble along the way or to encounter roadblocks. All this means is that you have to, to stop and to get into triple threat position again. So it's all good. And just like in sports, you will not get better if you just sit on the sidelines and do not practice. So get up and get ready to, to work hard and meet those obstacles. Now being able to check off all three points on the drive it forward takes us to our very next triple threat action called Pass It. And stay tuned for that one on our next podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to share the next two stances and positions on the triple threat to make sure that you can sell contagiously and effortlessly. Talking to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.